I'm Groot. Uh huh. I'm Groot. No! That's a really bad sign. Everybody and welcome to the Joel Mahalik Show, and I am Joel Mahalik. Thanks for joining me. I know, listen, I'm up against the uh, WrestleMania tonight, I guess. Uh, I don't know, I haven't watched wrestling in so long, but as I understand it, I'm up against the WrestleMania, and that's cool. It's like, I mean, every Sunday night I could be up against something, right? Uh, that's just the way it works. Trying to pick times in podcast land, and you will always find yourself up against something, but... Hey, listen, I'm glad you're here. I'm here, you're here. I haven't been here in two weeks. I'm sure glad that you're here. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff happened. And uh, turns out, took the week off for the holiday, for the Easter holiday, and certainly really did not have the Easter holiday anyway. So some things happened, uh, you know, um, some personal things happened, and uh just a, a shout out to those who know me uh per- personally on the Facebook side friends family a big shout out to uh all your support last week uh I cannot thank you enough for that uh but it's nice to be back and uh lots of stuff happening and here we are that brings us to tonight here on the program and just to get a little couple things out of the way, as far as the program goes, you want to join me online, come on over and visit me at joelmaholic.com. That's Joel, M-I-C-H-A-L-E-C, write that down, dot com. If you want to chat with me during the live broadcast, you can sign up for free at spreaker.com. Listen to the show there in audio, and you can chat with me in the chat room over there. You can certainly use your Facebook to sign up, but you can also just join us at Facebook at JM Talk, and be here for Facebook Live on most Sundays. Follow me at Twitter, WQYB Radio. So that takes care of that, and that'll be back. That'll be back. I, you know, I cleaned up over here, and I got no place to put stuff now. I'll put you up here. All right. So, uh, yeah, so welcome to the program. As I said, all kinds of stuff happened in the last two weeks. If you follow the news, sometimes you, sometimes I don't even want to follow the news, but I, I end up having to follow the news and things come across the desk and, and I have to look at these things, gathering information for the program and whatnot. And uh, there's been some things going on. First of all, uh, if, you know, if, I'm not whatever part of the country you're in, uh, you probably have something going on with the weather here in the Mid-Atlantic. Uh, today is April 8th, but I'm not sure if it's April 8th or if it's January 98th. Uh, we are just, I mean, even today, it was just bitter cold today. Uh, well, I mean, not bitter. I mean, there have been bitter, but I mean, in the 30s this morning. And not, I don't even think we got out of the 42 degree range today at all and you know it when you had a really bad march like we did and then you get to april and you're looking forward to getting some things done some spring cleaning you know some yard cleanup things like that and and you get this kind of weather it just drives you crazy we keep getting some sort of precipitation whether it be rain or snow or mixed we've run out of places for the water to go. There's no, the ground just cannot hold any more water, you know? So then you see these 
trees that are just toppling over at the roots. They can't be held in. The ground's given up. And you just have to wonder, like, when is that point going to come? Will, will we have a spring? As it is, I think they've nominated this to be a new fifth season called Sprinter. So uh, that's a possibility, I guess. Uh, welcome. We have somebody who uh, chimed into the Facebook Live, and there they went. But that's okay. Um, so Sprinter, I think that's what we're calling it. It's springtime in winter. Um, but So that's really, like at the top of everybody's thought process around here. When are we going to get to enjoy this? Will we go right from this sprinter, this this late lingering winter effect? Will we go straight to heat waves of summer? You know, typically I'm one that complains that we go from the heat waves of summer straight to the chills of early winter and we don't get to experience much of an autumn anymore. You know, and the shame about that is that the leaves can be very beautiful, but they get very confused. They don't know what to do. You know, right now, the our garden out front, our flowers are getting confused. They don't know whether to come up or go down. They try coming up, and then they get killed off. This is what we're dealing with. What month is it? Do we have spring this year? Can we put an APB out for Mother Nature? She's missing. Wouldn't that be like a, a golden alert or an amber alert or something like that? I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, so that's what we have going on there. Now, um, of course, now we're into April. And then if we look at the days of the year, the special national day of, uh, today is National Draw a Picture of a Bird Day. Well, I'm going to really save your neck here because I'm not planning on drawing any pictures of any birds on the show. So you don't have to worry about that. But that's that's the national celebration today. But what I did want to point out is coming up on the 13th, which is later this week, in between broadcasts, is National Blame Someone Else Day. <laughs> and, you know, I, I thought to myself, if you look on Facebook and you read people's posts on Facebook, don't you think that's almost happening every day? You know? There's this logic out there that says, that's eh, not my fault. It's that person's fault. It's that person's fault. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to get in that accident when I was texting and driving, but it must have been the other guy's fault. He should have paid attention to what I was doing. So we don't need a national blame everyone else or blame someone else day because every day kind of feels like national blame someone else day, doesn't it? In some sense. Now, if you come into the Facebook Live and you're like, why is there all these... Uh, empty comments coming across. Uh, learned something last week about Facebook, and I can't, I can't trust it. I wasn't getting updates as to who was here, what they were posting, and then I would have to throw in a, uh, a, a a period or a comma and just hit enter, and then I got an update from Facebook. So, um, but we'll talk more about Facebook in a moment later on on the program. Obviously, we have Wombat of the Week. We have another Wombat of the Week winner out of the state of Pennsylvania. Keeping it local. Not that I intend for that to happen, but there are some true Wombats running around lately in the state of Pennsylvania. And, of course, New Jersey. We went across the river a couple weeks ago, too. So we're going to do that later on. Um, after the break, I'm going to go over some spring cleaning tips. Um, because spring, hopefully, will be here soon. I mean, we're expecting the arrival of spring you know, several weeks ago, but we're still waiting for it to get here. If it ever should get here, I have some great cleaning tips that I, I, I picked off of several lists and got like the creme de la creme uh, for some ideas, some hacks, spring cleaning hacks, if you will, that you can jot down uh, when you hear it tonight and maybe use, pass on to your loved ones or, you know, don't be so lazy and do some of this stuff yourself. Oops. Uh, so, but anyway... And quick check of my time. Um, just some really radical news. Like, I can't make this stuff up. And that, therefore, therein lies the title of tonight's broadcast. You can't make this stuff up. Um, so, maybe you heard about some of this stuff. Maybe you haven't. I think you have heard about some of this stuff. But maybe not this one. Did you hear about Cosmopolitan? Walmart is going to remove Cosmopolitan Cosmetom, Cosmetom, Magazine from the checkout aisle. Now, they're still going to have it in the store, but they're taking it out of the checkout aisle. 
you know, um, where they have all the Impulse magazines. Um, here's some brief uh, news from the news on it. Nation's largest retailer has announced, I'm sorry, that it will bounce Cosmo- Cosmopolitan. Why can't I say this word tonight? Cosmopolitan, the coveted checkout aisle, following a years-long campaign targeting the women's magazine for its hypersexualized covers and content. Walmart reported last Tuesday that it was removing the magazine from checkout lines at its 5,000 stores across the United States of America. Quote, Walmart will continue to offer Cosmopolitan to customers that wish to purchase the magazine, but it will no longer be in the checkout aisle. This comes from from the company's spokesperson, also saying while this was primarily a business decision, the concerns raised were heard. Uh, Those concerns were raised by the National Center on Sexual Exploitation, which compares Cosmo to porn, and has waged a campaign for years to get it removed from store shelves. So the first thing I want to make clear is that removing Cosmo, because I guess they don't don't want... Okay, I guess it is perception, I guess. Maybe some people might be offended by it. And of course, unfortunately, in today's society, something offends everybody. Or some something will offend somebody. Therefore, everybody will be offended by something. So let's make sure we remove that magazine from the impulse aisle. Because we don't want you know garbage like that to interfere with things like the national news or the national enquiry. We don't want, you know... <laughs> I mean, part of me wonders... Was this campaign started by uh, Cracker Jack magazines like that? You know, um, but I guess in, in, in the past years, I guess their covers have become, um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I see this magazine all the time. I mean, I don't look at it and get offended by it. But, you know, again, it's something will offend somebody all the time. So constantly all the time people will be offended by something. And in this this time it's Walmart uh are the um are the losers here for bowing to that kind of pressure. I mean I don't know what kind of pressure that was. It's a it's a magazine. I don't know. But I I want you to know that if you're offended by the magazine, it was it's being removed from the shelves, and I'm sorry that you're offended about it. Anyway, um, that takes care of that. So, <laughs> it's crazy, right? It, you know, it's... I tried to look and see who's really behind uh, the Center, the Center for Sexual Exploitation, because it just seems really odd to me that, I mean, this is not Playboy. It's not Hustler. And I don't know. I guess I, it's a woman's magazine. I just don't get it. I don't get it. I wish I did because I just don't, <laughs> you know. But it's it's pulled from the shelves. And, and, and I don't fully understand it. It just, to me, it falls in that category that I guess there was enough people that got offended about it that lodged. I mean, this was going on for years. I did look at the Center for Sexual Exploitation. I kind of looked at some of the the things that they've done, and they, they are a bully pit. I mean, they get their teeth on something, and, and, and they go after it. I mean, yeah, okay. There are some things that I agree that a, a group like that has to be... Uh, it, it's helpful to have them to make sure that there are things that where sexual exploitation is not going on. But I hardly feel in my heart of hearts that Cosmo is that problem. I, you know, I just don't know if it fully falls into that category. But, um, but Walmart, who say what you will about them. I mean, there's, there's good and bad. Uh, we, we could probably spend an entire show talking about some of the things that is wrong with Walmart, but 
to me, I look at this story and I go, Walmart bowed to this group. They bowed to them um, and, and, and did that. And I just don't understand that. There are, there are a lot of other things Walmart can do that, that would make people happy. Um, you know, for instance, opening up some more registers, but Hey, yeah, I'm just, you know, <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. Um, but they bowed to the pressure. The magazine has come off the impulse aisle at the registers, uh, for good, bad or indifferent. I don't know. Um, I just don't think it was that big of an issue. So it's just, uh, when I think about it, I, I, I think that it's another group or organization who's putting their two cents forward, putting their front, their, their feet forward to rewrite, uh, the way we behave Re- to rewrite. I don't know. Does this tap into the first amendment a little bit? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I'm not the person that makes that judgment. I can have a conversation about that. Um, you know, it, it, does it affect somebody's first amendment rights? Sure. I, I'm sure it does somewhere, you know, but it is a retail outlet and they are allowed to make their own rules. <clears throat> so you can surmise that it is not say violating your free speech that they don't put it there. You can certainly still get it in another part of the store. I think who may ultimately be hurt by this maybe is the publisher. Maybe Cosmo gets hurt a little bit because the magazine is now not out there in the forefront, you know, in, in an impulse situation. That's what I call the checkout lanes. Like all, when they put all the candy there, uh, Bert's joining in Facebook. Hi, Bert. How you doing? I think when they put the candy there, they put all these magazines there. Uh, they put some uh, small items. I call that the impulse aisle. It's, yeah, sure, it's the checkout lanes, but I call it the impulse aisle because that's where they try to uh, shake your impulses into buying these things. Now, Cosmo may see some sales decrease because they're not there, but it is still for sale if you need to get the magazine. So, if ladies, if you still need to take your sexual quizzes and things like that, the magazine is still available at Walmart just not in an impulse situation. And that's what you get for being apparently a sexual exploitation magazine. <laughs> Good to see you, Bert. Um, so there you have it. If you, if you did not hear that this week or while we were off, um, there you are. Walmart is removing Cosmopolitan magazine from the checkout aisles. So, I don't know. Let me know if you're mad about it. Well, let Walmart know if you're mad about it. I, nothing I can do for you about it. <laughs> so, all right. So, anyway, when I come back from break, I got some spring cleaning hacks. Going to cover them. And then, of course, later on, we have some more uh, discussion about Facebook I want to talk about. <clears throat> and also, uh got to talk about what I assume to be Craigslist. I want to talk about a story out of South Jersey, a very... Sad story out of South Jersey. And, of course, the Wombat of the Week will be coming up later on. Oh, it's not Bert. It's, oh, okay, it's Tammy. Or Tammy and Bert. I got Tammy and Bert in the chat. Okay, so anyway, so that's what's going on. Spring cleaning hacks. So get your pen and pencils ready. Uh, that's when we come back. Plus uh, some more n- radical news and things. And we got to talk about Facebook tonight. And then, of course, Wombat of the Week coming up later on. Another one out of Pennsylvania. So don't go anywhere. I'm coming right back after this. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat. And apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable. But how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Broadcasting from a crummy little studio in Baltimore, Maryland. This is Reality One Radio. You see why we need your donations?
Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. It's the Joel Mahalik Show. Believe it or not, they tell me I'm Joel Mahalik, so here we are. I guess I'm in the right place. Welcome back. Great to have you all here. Uh, Facebook Live at JM Talk. Really the best place to come and check it out because you get to see my ugly mug while you're at it. Otherwise, visit me at joelmahalik.com. That is headquarters central for everything going on, uh, including some cool stuff that we're putting up on YouTube. And then later on in May, uh, we will hopefully launch the new web series, How Stuff's Done. Of course, that will now depend. We're, we've been pushed back about a week or so, and some of you know why. Um, so, got to see how those events come out. But certainly glad to see everybody here. And if you want, remember, you can always come back to Spreaker.com. Look up the Joel Mahalik Show at the QIB Radio Network, and you can download or listen on the fly to the show. All mobile devices, including computers, supported. Okay, so we're on this hunt looking for Mother Nature, Heat Miser, and Spring. So when that gets here, and it's a little fortunate that it's not here yet because when I came up with the spring clean by the way the spring cleaning hacks were supposed to be on the last show that two weeks ago and it's a good thing we weren't because we we're missing the, the we were absent spring and we need those things so it's sort of awesome in its own way that spring did not show up yet because i can still share the spring cleaning hacks with you so i went through several lists and gathered a handful of cool things uh, for spring cleaning. And uh, so I just wanted to pass these on to you. And do uh, you have any of your own? Shout them out in the chat room. And I'll circumvent for the people listening on the audio feeds. But uh, how to clean a toilet. Listen, no one likes to clean the toilet, right? But you have to. I mean, I don't mind. I mean, I'm, I don't like cleaning other people's toilets. But I don't mind cleaning my own toilets. But, you know, here's a tip. It might be one of America's favorite juice mixers, but also a badass toilet bowl cleaner. Kool-Aid is non-toxic and full of citric acid that will clean the toilet, says cleaning guru Maxwell Gillingham Ryan. Uh, His favorite? Cherry. So he says before you go to bed, flush the toilet and pour in a packet. Let it sit overnight. No, the color will not bleed. And then flush again in the AM. And that's it. And uh, he says, uh, there you go. Now, Todd Saunders, president of the Cleaning Specialist of America, says if you don't have Kool-Aid handy, he says, use a can of Coca-Cola or Pepsi. Because that'll work too. So, like I understand the Kool-Aid mix kind of just sitting there overnight doing its thing. Um, I don't know if you pour the Coke or the Pepsi into a toilet bowl of water. I don't, like, I feel like that will dilute out a lot faster to the point of not doing its job faster than this powder would. Um, Sitting there. Tammy says she's got her spring cleaning done. That, 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 that. Oh, Bert said he got it done. Bert, you did all the spring cleaning. Okay, good. Um, okay, how to clean with newspapers. Um, you know, paper towels really aren't the best thing for wiping services. I mean, have you ever have you ever tried that? I mean, it doesn't always work. I mean, it's nice to dry something off with, but cleaning, you know, some of them are. I'm, actually, sometimes I wash dishes with paper towels, as long as they're a better quality paper towel. But anyway, um, especially when glass is involved, not good. So, um, and the reason is because there's oil on glass. You know, oil, it comes from like all kinds of things. Oil that is in the air, oil from your fingers. You know, you open a, you open a window, you close a window, open a door, you're putting your hands on the windows. So it has all this oil on it. So they say use newspaper instead, which penetrates the oil instead of smearing it. Um, now back to Gillum Ryan, he says use dry bundles of newspaper and solution with alcohol in it to cut the, through the grease on the windows, and that will clean your windows. Now, I have a newspaper and window tip to throw in here. If you have a wood stove as I do, 
here's something you can do for spring cleaning. Every time I close the wood stove down for the season, um, I'll take the ash bucket after I get the last the last bit of ashes out. I have the ash bucket there. I'll bring I'll bring in a like a bowl or something of warm water, lukewarm water or, or hot water, it doesn't matter. And I'll put it down underneath the fireplace, open up the door, and I take a wad of newspaper, just like they're saying for glass, and I wad it up and I dip it into the water, and then I dip it into the ash. And then I just circular motion both sides of the, of the glass, the fireplace glass. And then after that, I just get a clean paper towel and I wipe it off. It's amazing. The Whatever it is in the ash breaks down all that carbon that's on your glass. And it's it just really cleans the stove glass amazingly well. And uh, I was pretty proud that I could bring that. I was doing the spring cleaning hacks. And I can bring you a spring cleaning hack about the you know, wood stoves with the glass front. So there you have it. Uh, okay, how to clean random household items efficiently. Think of the dishwasher. Um, and that link led me to, I just wanted to give you, uh, it's a pretty long list. I probably won't throw all of these at you because I have to watch the time as well, but it's amazing what you can clean in the dishwasher. Here's just some things. Silicone oven mitts, trivets, hubcaps, figurines, uh, top shelf though, tools, toys, Rubber boots, hairbrushes, combs, makeup brushes, baseball caps, kitchen brushes and sponges. You can throw them in there. Um, light fixture covers, coffee maker. Okay, you can turn that upside down. Just make sure you dry it completely before you plug it back in. Uh, golf balls, contact lenses, dog toys, grill rack, your your barbecue grill rack. You can You can throw that in there. Dog collars, keys. You know, your baby loves to grab your keys, your grandchildren, whatever, and chew on your keys. You get the germs off, you throw them in the dishwasher. Um, your shower puff, fingernail clippers, hair trimmer guards. I mean, the, and the list goes on and on and on and on. So, um, that's some random things that you can throw into the dishwasher and there's probably a lot more that you can throw in there as well and easily clean blinds okay just wrap two microfiber towels around a pair of tongs and then you can just you know just through each slat clean each slat um, air vents okay after you've cleaned the air vents in your house like vacuum the dust off or washed them off or whatever says take car wax and wax the vents with car wax. And what that does is that keeps dust from building up so quickly. Okay, and the so the air will pass through better because instead of the dust settling on the grates, it'll just keep on going one way or the other. In to get trapped by the filter or off somewhere else. Um, how to clean the tub. Mold and mildew sucks, right? We know that. And so if you notice some in the shower, grab some booze. Now... You get a few sips, whatever, you know, a little bit for the shower, a little bit for the, hey, whatever, to each his own, right? But uh, what you can do is you can uh, spray the affected area with vodka uh, because the acid in the vodka will cut right through the grime. So let it sit for 10 minutes and then clean as you normally would. And you'll notice that um, there's almost no scrubbing to it. So there you go. Um, clean it with a lint roller, obviously. Lint rollers are great for pet hair, getting hair off of clothes, things like that. However, uh, lampshades can be tough to clean. I'm looking at one right now that needs to be cleaned. And that's what we use lint rollers on, on lampshades. It's really cool. Um, you'll collect more dirt and dust than you ever thought possible off a lampshade with one of them. And when it comes to drapes and throw pillows, you don't want to wash just yet. A lint roller will work wonders on those too. So, um, I thought there were more, but yeah. So, that's how you can get some spring cleaning done. Easy peasy. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. So, this goes into that pile. 
Um, and as I said, hopefully winter will go away soon. Spring will get here and we can do some cleaning and enjoying the weather. So, all right. Um, so I said we want, I wanted to talk about Facebook and I'm sure you've heard all the racket about, uh, user data and Facebook, etc. And, uh, if you haven't, it's about the Cambridge Analytica scandal. And it's actually worse than originally thought. Previous reporting had put the number of people whose information may have been shared with Cambridge Analytica at around 50 million users. But now Facebook announced that their own estimate is that it could be as much as 87 million people affected. Uh, so he's confident in his number because they, um, they, they use the maximum number of friends. Uh, Facebook said that the data was initially collected by a professor for academic purposes in line with its rules. The information was later transferred to third parties, including Cambridge Analytica, in violation of Facebook's policies. Isn't that wonderful? Um, starting next week, Facebook will tell people if their information was shared with Cambridge Analytica. And Facebook also said in a blog post on Wednesday that most people on Facebook may have had their public profile information scraped by malicious actors. The people doing the scraping used account recovery to search tools that let the users look people up by phone numbers and email addresses, then took the information from profiles. Uh, given the scale and sophistication of the activity we've seen, we believe most people on Facebook could have had their public profile scraped in this way. More great news, right? So the company is trying to limit what kind of information third-party apps will be able to collect. And on Monday, I believe tomorrow, Facebook users will see an option on the top of their news feed to review which apps have access to their information. And what's interesting about that is when you think about Facebook... Um, you know, we have enough privacy option or privacy problems with them now as it is. And the, the fact is that we, it's, it's hard to trust them sometimes now as it is. And now we look at this entirely, this scandal that first they're saying, well, we were letting somebody take the data to use for academics and then all of a sudden, somebody else has the information, which is weird, to say the least. But um, there you have it. It would it, it it makes one crazy just thinking. And I I think you know we need to talk more about what Facebook is actually doing with their um, with their data and what they're doing to their people. You know, it's all one and the same thing. And it just seems to be that every time we turn around, we have some sort of new privacy issue with Facebook. So another thing I want to talk to you about is uh, a couple of shows ago or a couple of weeks ago, I had mentioned about DuckDuckGo, which is a search engine that uh, prides itself on not not selling your data. Uh, so we talked about like where, you know, if you Google something, (laughs) inevitably it winds up on your Facebook timeline as an ad, right? So I was talking about, Hey, if you try DuckDuckGo and they say they don't do that now, and that's true, but I recently read an article in an industry magazine that talks about the fact that that's not 100% true and sometimes you know I, I i understand and i get the various reasons why you may want to browse anonymously you may want to browse privately and so now what i'm suggesting and what i'm testing is something called the tor t-o-r browser and it's available for windows mac and linux so it's uh, system agnostic and I'm currently trying that now. Now, what they do is they say that they do give you 
damn near complete anonymity. Did I say that right? And because if I did, I just really surprised myself. And so when you use that, and here's the thing. Sometimes people think to themselves, they're afraid to use a new browser like that because they're used to the way something works. Well, let me tell you, it seems to me already from the first day or two of using the Tor browser that it seems to be modeled after or it's built on the foundation that Firefox was built onto. It looks exactly the same. Now, there are some things missing. Uh, I have not yet found out where I can store some favorites. And maybe that might be part of the trade-off. If you want a browser for complete anonymity, then maybe part of that trade-off is you don't get to save favorites. So think about that that way. That may be one of the things. So, but it looks to me like it acts and operates otherwise just like Firefox browser, which I'm very fond of Firefox, but you know, like everyone else, I mean, I'm looking for the ads to stop appearing on my Facebook. And based on what I just talked about with Facebook and, and other things too, there's, there's other things are concerned. Uh, you know, a friend of mine said that, um, you know, he used a, a word that um, is a slang for a different word. Nothing wrong with the word. And Facebook gave him a warning not to use that word. And so when you want to not have what what you're doing associated with ads that you see on Facebook, with all this other privacy stuff with Facebook, you know, that is why I'm trying this browser out. And as far as the connection between what I view on that versus what shows up on my browser on Facebook on the timeline remains to be seen. It's tough, you know, because I deal with multiple computers between work and home. And that would suggest that to do a full test, I'd have to have this browser on all these machines, all these different machines that I use. And I don't know if that is possible. So what I'll have to do to conduct my test properly is I will have to make sure that I'm, I am test it by searching something completely obscure on the, the actual Tor browser and then see if it shows up on my Facebook timeline. I'm doing this experiment for you guys, man. I'm doing science research to share with you because I'm cool like that. And I'm always thinking of you guys. Really, that's that's what it boils down to. <laughs> I hope you believe that. Drink time. Mm. So, again, it's called Tor, T-O-R, um, browser. And, I mean, I was hesitant at first because, you know, if you look up Tor, you'll see that there's other things that it's associated with. But it's just that. It's just very far apart associations. It doesn't mean that if you get the browser, you're going to be involved in the dark web. I wouldn't worry about that. There's uh, there's things and steps that you have to take to wind up in the dark web. But it's called Tor Browser, T-O-R. And check it out. Check it out and see what you think. I'm doing that now for you. But in the meantime, when we come back, um, I have another uh, sad news story followed up by the Wombat of the Week. And we'll see how that goes. But that's right after this. So I use my computer every day. I'm not even sure how I get along without it. But I wasn't prepared for a virus. A Trojan, they called it. One night I'm cruising along, and the next night I can't do anything. I was afraid it was going to cost me a fortune. Boy, was I surprised. They had me back up and running the same day I called them. I really like PC Tech Rescue. And you know what? My wallet likes them too. Are you troubled by computer problems? PC Tech Rescue should be your very next call. Whether the problem is viruses, hardware, software, or any other issue, they can diagnose your problem and have you back up and running fast. With more than 25 years of industry experience, you can be sure you are getting dependable and affordable service. Call today, 484-429-6061. 
or email us at pctechrescue at gmail.com. All right, rock and roll. It is the Joel Mahalik Show. I am that guy. I am that guy. I am Joel Mahalik saying, hey, welcome in. Thanks for joining me. Find me online. Visit me at joelmahalik.com. And you can chat with me two ways during the live broadcast over at spreaker.com. Doesn't cost you anything to sign up. You can even use your Facebook account. And, of course, we are also on Facebook Live, most shows, not all, over there at Facebook at JM Talk, and you can get in on the conversation, or find me at Twitter at WQYB Radio. So that's the various ways you can get a hold of us. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being here. I appreciate it. Covering all kinds of stuff, been you know, gone from last week because of the holiday, and just so much stuff piled up. I, I was afraid that I wouldn't get it all in. And I, I'm, I'm probably still leaving some things off the table, but that's okay. There's plenty of time. We're here every Sunday night. So, um, okay. What I want to talk to you about, this is a really sad story out of uh, New Jersey. Um, it's I, I just don't even know anymore, to be honest with you, what is going on in this world. I just don't even get it anymore. But... Coming out of Hamilton Township, New Jersey, Danny Diaz Delgado, age 20, of Trenton, was found face down and unresponsive with his hands tied behind his back and tape around his face. And this happened on March 24th. Officials say he suffered multiple gunshot wounds to the torso, head, and the leg. Investigators said it was two weeks prior when Diaz Delgado found an online ad from someone believed to be 29-year-old Rufus Thompson, also of Trenton, selling a used Sony PS4. Diaz Delgado left home that night to meet the seller somewhere in East Ward section of the city, but he never came home. And then the next day, his body was found by a passerby. So... Obviously, the the most the most sad, saddest part of this story is a twenty year old's life snuffed out. Uh, part two, because uh, of an ad of an online ad for a PS4. Now, the article does not say whether it was. Responded to an ad on like the Facebook Marketplace, was it Craigslist, was it some other type of online buy and sell, you know, let go, whatever. It doesn't say that, but that's really not the point of my discussion here. The point of my discussion here is that it doesn't matter. You have to be really careful. Careful? What? What is in this cup? You have to be really careful. When you're buying and selling on any of these sites, we've seen stories like this and worse. And sorry to say it, most of it in the past several years has been from Craigslist ads. But we've seen stuff like this before all the time. Everything from simple robbery to murder to scams i mean it it's really it's not safe but this is what we've created in society this is one of the things that we created born from social media we have created this online marketplace and that like anything else anymore creates risks And it's so sad that this young man's life is gone over a PS4. But unfortunately, there's so many outlets 
on social media or on the internet where you can buy and sell that it just becomes part of our everyday life. We're all doing it. I have sold stuff online. Pretty much everything I buy comes from a retailer, but I have sold things online. And I take precautions. And so I have a list here that I want to go over in lieu of this story and in lieu of the fact that I want you to be careful if you're if you're buy, selling stuff or buying stuff particularly online. And so I, I, I have a list of uh, things. Uh, you know, tips for safe buying and selling online through any of these various different marketplaces or Craigslist or whatever. Uh, trust your instincts. First and foremost, it's like use your common sense, trust your instincts. Kind of has the same ring to it, right? If something doesn't feel good about it, don't do it. Don't go alone. Okay? That's really good. Don't go alone. Insist on meeting in a public place, such as a police station. Now, that's a good idea. Now, I sold a couple items and I always do it in a public place. A couple things I sold, I actually had them meet me in, in my parking lot at work at lunchtime. Okay. And I've also had people meet me at the Walmart. And I always have somebody with me and I'm using that public place sort of thing. But that's a great idea too. Do not meet in secluded areas. Like when I met at the Walmart, I mean, we're there with how many hundreds of people you know all that light do not invite strangers into your home and do not enter a stranger's home let's not invite the problem let's not invite any opportunity for problems be cautious when you're buying and selling high value items if you're selling something that has a high value you're more apt, especially through one of these marketplaces online you're more apt to be burglarized or worse over that product. Perform the transaction during daylight hours. And I've done that. I've also made a transaction or two at night, but it's at Walmart. If it sounds too good to be true, normally it is. See, that's going with your trusting your instincts thing. Tell a friend or family member about your intentions. Now, my daughter does a, uh, you know, a, a bit of selling online, and usually she will let us know once or twice. She's asked us to, you know, uh, come and be with her. And if she was going to meet somebody, even in a public place, she would let us know that that's where that that's where she's going and what she's doing. And always take your cell phone with you. Again, in this day and age, we have cell phones. You know, we did in a long, long time ago, but we do now. So the idea is be safe. Have your cell phone with you. Trust your instincts. Don't go alone. Meet in a public place. Believe me, this has become so popular that the police, I am sure, do not have a problem with it. In fact, there are some police agencies that make it known to the public that they should come there to do their buying and selling. And I think that's uh, awesome. I think it's awesome that the police would broadcast that to their constituents and let the citizens know, hey, come here. We don't mind. You know, what are the chances that somebody's going to try something outside of a police station? So, really important stuff. Because it's just gotten dangerous out there. You know, there have been people that you know, have been obviously like this young man, murdered over the silliest things. And it's just, it, like I said, we allow so much of technology and social media. We're, we're totally disconnected because of social media, because of Facebook. We're disconnected. We don't know how to uh, you know, socialize. And so instead of two strangers meeting for a common good, 
you have people with ill intent using social media to do so. These are the kind of things that just make me want to just shake my head and and, and I don't know. It, I've seen so many things in the news this week that I did not and would not share with you on a show. I mean, I not that I would not, but I didn't want to put them in tonight's lineup. By next week, there'll be old news, maybe still relevant, but I mean, the evil out there makes you think, are we in end of days? Believe me, boys and girls, evil lurketh out thereeth. And I beg of you all to be safe when you're buying and selling through online marketplaces, no matter what it is. And there's this other new thing I, 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 I've been seeing with people who are selling it, porch pickup only. And the idea is I'm going to put the stuff, after we make an agreement on the phone, I'm going to put the stuff on the porch, and you're going to come by and take the stuff and leave your money in an envelope under the rug or, or whatever. And I don't agree with that for, well, several things, but I'll give you my top two. Number one, you're putting trust in somebody who you have no idea who they are, and you trust them to leave the money behind when they take the stuff. I think that's risky. And then the other thing that I don't like about it is now, if you go back to, you know, don't invite strangers into your home, do not go into a stranger's home, do not invite the possibility that a stranger is coming to your house and now knows where you live. They're my top two problems with this new fad. So I, 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 I just don't get it. But please be safe when you're buying a sound online. Okay. <sighs> I'm sure you want a little funny now. Well, it is time for Wombat of the Week. And so we'll get to that. Uh, I want to thank uh, I want to thank you guys who were sending your submissions in. I actually, this week, for the first time, did not have to pull any stories of my own because I got a couple of stories submitted and was able to just go with them. And when I saw them, and it was a difficult decision, when I saw the stories, I knew I didn't have to go looking for anything. And so I didn't. So what's interesting is, yet again, the Wombat of the Week comes out of Pennsylvania. And once again, not too far from where we are here at the studios. And so I just... Don't understand. You read these stories, and this is why we've come up with this Wombat of the Week, stupid people doing stupid things, because you read this story and you go, why? Why would you do something like that? So this comes out of, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's Montgomery County. I used to live, actually, in this area. But <clears throat> man injured after leaping from moving vehicle. On Route 100, a man who leaped from a moving vehicle on Route 100 last Sunday afternoon was seriously injured, according to police. It happened adjacent to the intersection of Route 100 with South Hanover Street. And when police arrived, they discovered a male lying on the shoulder of Route 100. The man, who has not been identified, which is fine by me, was being helped by several bystanders. And it's reported that the man had been involved in a verbal argument with his girlfriend, who was in the SUV, apparently driving. And for unknown reasons, the man exited the vehicle while it was moving between 55 and 60 miles per hour. Let me say that again. For unknown reasons, the man exited the vehicle uh, during the argument while it was moving between 55 and 60 miles per hour. As a result, the man suffered several lacerations to his head and was taken to Pottstown Hospital. 
He then was subsequently flown to Paoli Hospital for additional treatment. So, this, folks, is your Wombat of the Week. I don't have a picture of him because not only is he unidentified, but they don't have a picture of him in a paper. Stupid people doing stupid things. So you're having an argument with your girlfriend, your wife, significant other, whatever. Are you so angry at this argument? Are you so angry at this argument that no matter how fast the car is driving, would you just throw your hands up and say, you know what, I'm out of here? Because that's pretty stupid. That is pretty stupid on any level. And if I was his insurance company, his medical insurance company, I probably would not pay this bill. You know, listen, I was in a, my first marriage was terrible. And there are a couple dozen times I probably could have stepped out of the car (laughs) during the course of that marriage, but... where's the common sense? That's like one of the common factors, isn't it? With all these wombats, the common factor is sort of like, in most cases, common sense. And that's what we're lacking. That's one of the things we lack these days. Manners and common sense. Gone, out the window, bye-bye, see you later. And I sometimes, when I'm reading these stories and I'm deciding what stories to bring to you for Wombat of the Week, I think to myself, if somebody used their common sense, this would not be a candidate for Wombat of the Week. It just wouldn't. It wouldn't be. But it is. It amazes me. And so now, you know... What was so wrong? Like I, I don't usually want to know more about a Wombat story, but this one I kind of feel like I wish I had a little more insight on. Like, what was so bad that you decided to step out of the car? Or was it so bad that you were so intensely angry that you made? Did you think the car was stopped? I I don't know. I don't even think there is any kind of viable excuse for doing such a thing. I mean, this is completely asinine. Completely asinine. But, he, he he leaped. Leaped out of the car, stepped out of there. I think it's funnier to say stepped out, but they say leaped. But even still, 55 or 60 miles an hour, okay, you didn't step out. So if you really did leap out of the car, then you... then. You are an idiot because what did you think was going to happen? I mean, did, do you think it really works like it does in movies? Were you going to like leap out, duck, roll, get back up on your feet? It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that, you moron. So anyway, there it is, folks. Your one of the week. Leaping out of a moving car. I want to uh, I want to thank Jason for sending this in to me, and I want to remind everybody that you can send these submissions in. Wombat at joelmaholic.com is one way. Joelmaholicradio at gmail.com. You can send them in that way. You can send submissions right across Facebook Messenger at the Facebook page, so you can do that too. And I encourage you to send in your stories of stupid people doing stupid things. And then we'll have a laugh about it. We'll have the fun about it. It's sad, but when you have this many idiots doing idiotic things, someone needs to get a good laugh out of it. So it might as well be us. So um, get those submissions in. In the meantime, uh, as I said, joelmaholic.com, that's the website where you can get everything that you need about the Joel Mahalik Show and updates and news and things like that. You can download or listen to the audio portion of the, the audio port, the audio version of the show. It's Breaker.com. You can get that link off the Facebook page. 
and off joelmaholic.com. Facebook is at JM Talk. Twitter is at WQYB Radio. Until next Sunday, folks, thanks for tuning in, and I'll catch you then. <laughs>